The High Regard Show. It's... I thought the hurricane season was over. I thought hurricane season was over. Oh, I'm sorry about things just got out of hand. Yeah, that's the way it was with my first husband. <laughs> Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. everybody i'm tom and i'm nikki and this is the high regard show in which we talk about things we hold in high regard very high high above harlem way up on the third floor moving on up oh it don't get better than that no sir it doesn't let's start off with a big thank you to matt ortiz from twt music who provided this week's opening song which comes from brandon james it's a little bit of a departure from our usual amped up intro music but it suits the scene happening outside of our window right now you can check out more from Brandon James and TWT Music by following the links in this week's show description. As always, thank you to our supporters. Yes, thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> now please join me in taking off our earmuffs and listen to Nikki's eavesdropping antidotes in a little segment we like to call You Heard. This week's You Heard comes from the now-defunct Prosperity Dumpling deep in the heart of Chinatown on Eldridge Street. Now, this is not a fortune cookie. This is actually somebody in Prosperity Dumpling saying, eavesdropping requires listening. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. So basically what I'm doing, I'm not eavesdropping. I'm just listening. Oh. Do dumpling places actually have fortune cookies? I don't know, but if they don't, they should, don't you think? I don't know, but it would be weird if you just confused the whole audience that's listening now thinking, wait a minute, was there a dumpling place with fortune cookies? Because I never got a fortune cookie. I'd be pissed, <laughs> man. Right? There's a lot of like fortune cookies that I'm owed. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. You do love your dumplings. I do love a dumpling. <laughs> I do. I honestly think they're my favorite food now. And that was this week's You Heard. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> We're already off to a better start than we were <laughs> on the last take, I would say. <laughs> but that's just my two cents. What do I know? <laughs> so we had so many subjects we could have choose from this week. Would you not agree? Yes, there was a lot of things going on this week that we've been angry enough to talk about this week. But but looking out the window on this true first day of winter, what else could we actually talk about? Then the topic of weather. Because winter 
came all over the East Coast. Sure <laughs> <Jordan>. did. <laughs> one might say winter double dicked us. <laughs> winter gave us a one-two double dick. <laughs> Man, it went from 60 degrees two weeks ago to over a foot of snow outside. It's crazy. But, like, what's what, what pisses me off the most about, like, winter weather is, like, I, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I live oh, in we New know. York. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know you know. Because <laughs> I was like, it's going to lead into something for him to say hillbilly or something. But whatever. Hillbilly. But... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, like, when you say that, I kind of picture, like, you know what I picture when you say hillbilly? You and that little, <laughs> you what? and you're dressed like a cowboy when you were little. Wait a minute. <laughs> I say hillbilly and you would think of me. I picture Which is you. funny because you're the one who lived in Amish country, USA. I didn't live in Amish country. You might as well have. And you're worried about me confusing our listeners. Anyway, my point is that, like, I never get freaked out about storms because it's like I lived in Pennsylvania. I live in New York. So I live in the great northeast of the United States. It's winter. This is what happens. So, like, why are you flipping out? What I don't understand is, like, state of emergencies were declared, like, days before the actual storm hit. I mean, in hindsight, it's probably a good thing because the storm actually did kind of fuck up <laughs> yeah this time but how many times do weather people say big storm coming and then they'll say no after school activities um you know there's going to be delays on the subway there were delays all over the subways yesterday yeah oh yeah, on friday, leading on friday up yeah. to the snowstorm it's like, dude, it's not even freaking snowing yet. Like, there should not be delays today. And the impending weather should not be an excuse for delayed subway lines. That's like me saying, I have an impending headache, so don't expect very much productivity out of me today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know one's coming. Today might be the day, <laughs> so be don't the day. expect a lot out day. of me. <laughs> and on the day of the headache, expect nothing out of me. That's <laughs> just the way it's going to be. But especially on the days leading up to the headache. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine if we were able to pull that shit off like in our normal, like, everyday lives? Meteorologist. Or, you know what, it's not even like the meteorologist. It's like... Basically, it's like the the faces that like get put in front of the screen because like, you know they have no training. Most of them, like they're just reading off the prompter. You know, like a lot of those people are just reading off the prompter. So it's like they have the perfect job because we expect them to be wrong. So they have no ob- like they have no obligation to be right. When they're right, it's like, oh my god, you were right, Mister Weatherman. When you're wrong, it's like you son of a bitch. But like you get <laughs> mad at like like you know you get mad at other things like. I feel like that comment you just turned into your mom because that is absolutely something that your mom would have just said. We're standing there looking at the news. Somehow she winds up on the wrong channel. It's not Fox News. It's CNN. <laughs> they give the weather report, and she's like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and now it's an issue. Sometimes I do feel like I feel like a little bit of her like seeping out <laughs> when I say like certain things. Well, well, that was definitely one of them. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So it was weird because the the media is the ones who turn this into like a fiasco. Oh, well, like to turn everything into a goddamn fiasco. But it sells. It's like you could definitely say, man, like I got roped into watching the TV today. And I'm, I, I can look out my window and I can see how much snow how falls. Clearly snow, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of snow. But I mean, it's the fucking city, man. We've gone through a lot worse than a snowstorm like <laughs> over the over recent years, you know? Yeah. 
So it's not really that big of a deal. Where it becomes a big deal is like when the building doesn't like do shoveling outside in front like it's supposed to. But you're a shut-in, so that doesn't have to matter. True, but I did venture out today. Yeah, on the one day when like when they're like stay inside, Tom's like no. It's a psychological thing. It's like when people say you can't do something, you have to do it. If you told me every weekend we absolutely cannot go for a walk this weekend, I still wouldn't go for a walk. But I'm gonna find a, a way situation- though. I'll figure out something. I'll be like, we absolutely cannot go to Cones for ice cream ever. <laughs> I think Cones is closing. Then you might get me to go there. <laughs> but if we went there, I'd spend like 300 bucks in like ice cream to take home with us. Because I'd be like, Cones is closing. I got to stock up now. Give me the gallon. Give me that big like bin or whatever you call that. Those big uh, like plaster buckets. Yeah. Those massive ones. Mm. Oh, man. Why, do we, why didn't I do that? I was there yesterday getting cookies for us. Yeah, because the Ben and Jerry's that I picked up while I was out isn't going to be <laughs> enough for us. You should have picked up more ice cream and just you know, in case. I asked him. I, I asked you like five different times like what do we want because like we don't want to go out on Saturday because Saturday like if it hits it's going to be bad and like we shouldn't have to leave so it's like let's get everything done on Friday you're like I don't know I don't care I don't this I don't know I don't care and I would have ordered food I would have had delivery come here because we would have that's just our deal man we would have always had delivery come here but our magnificent mayor decided to tell delivery people no delivery service don't deliver I have a feeling that people are still delivering well, the last I checked, they were. You looked. What are we having for dinner? Oh, pfft, who knows, man. By the time I look again, the whole list is going to change. More places are going to open. Other places are going to close. It's just the way it is. Probably. Worst case scenario, it's not like we don't have like three days worth of takeout like left over in the refrigerator. <laughs> because it's not like we can ever order like a meal for a night. We have to order a meal for a night, tomorrow night, and the next night. And a snack, just in case. And depending on how wrecked we get, is depending on how much food is left at the end of the time. <laughs> Last night wasn't too bad, apparently. <laughs> no, no, I had leftovers today. <laughs> I think. Well, let's see what happens tonight. <laughs> we might actually have to have delivery come tonight, depending on how it goes. <laughs> but I think that, you know, we here in the city expect that everything is going to be plowed, we can get to wherever we need to go, and in that case, it's not really all that inconvenient. But the way people act, man, like it is going to be the end of the world if we get a snowfall, it's ridiculous. Dude, it's snow. This is where we live. You gotta expect yeah, it to be some like, kind of storm. It's not like, I mean, okay, like my brother lives in North Carolina, which is a southern state, which doesn't, you know, cert- like especially where he is, you know, he doesn't really ever get snow. But they got hit with snow this earlier this week. And he was like so excited because he's like, well, if, if it's snow, that means I'm not going to have work because they don't know how to handle it. So like the whole area just shuts down because they're like, what the fuck is this white stuff? Why is it on our road? And he go- there's so many accidents because nobody knows how to drive in it because they never had to drive in it. Right. And there's nothing scarier than like driving in snow and not knowing how to drive in it. Or to be around somebody who's not, that's even scarier. That is actually scarier because you, everybody's been behind that car. Oh my God. (laughs) Who's never experienced driving in a snowstorm before. And you're just like, what stupid thing are you going to do that's going to endanger my life? True. Yeah. I'm picturing (laughs) so many days on like the country roads and just being behind people that are like, 
yeah, maybe you shouldn't have taken your like little stupid Mercedes out today or like you shouldn't have <sighs> taken, like, you know, your stupid little car out. Like, And you know that those are the people who aren't experienced because everybody else has a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> or a just... car that's got like four wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. you could just look around and be like two wheel drive car, stay away from that guy. You know they don't belong here in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I like got my Volkswagen and my dad was just like, you should not be getting in that car because it's not this, it's not that. And it's like, it was such a good car in the snow. It was a little convertible and it was so good in the snow. Like, I don't know why, but it was just so good in the snow. But like, I was a really good driver in the snow, which is odd considering how bad of a driver I am when it's completely clear out. That is true, but maybe your bad driving stayed consistent and everybody just started driving worse around you because of the weather. Maybe. So maybe I was preparing for the long, hard winter when it was nice out. Perhaps you were. And the snow was just like, this person's going to kill itself on a driver. So <laughs> let's not take anything away from her. Let her just go about her business and do whatever she has to do. And But that was like the scariest thing, like learning how to drive in the snow. Like I remember just like my dad would pick me up for a while, like when I worked at a grocery store. And then finally, he's like, you need to learn how to do this. It's not that I don't want to pick you up, but like, you have to learn how to do this because I'm not always going to be here. So like, I remember he would come and get me and he would make me follow him and then he would follow me. So like the first couple times and like, he would never let me cheat and go like the long way around, which was like really, really flat. He would make me go down this like mountain and then go up the other side of the mountain. Like, so it would come down into like a valley and then it would go up. And it would be so, like, even going down and, like, as a grown-up, like, years and years and years later, I would be like, I hate this hill, but I'm going to do it because I'm not scared of the snow. <laughs> but goddamn was I scared. <laughs> well, it's stressful. And I know we've talked about it before as far as, like, you can't help but have, like, white knuckles in the snow. Yeah. Like, you'll, your hands will be wrapped on a wheel so, so tight that even when you're, like, relax, like... You're driving down the road, your headlights are on, let's say it's like dusk, nighttime, it's hypnotizing just to watch the snowfall, like in the headlights yeah. of a car. It's like you're going light speed in the Millennium Falcon. And it's so relaxing, just watching it. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just, I don't know if it's everybody, if it's just me, no, it's just it's hypnotic, totally, yeah. where it's just like, I am in such a calm, focused place, but I'm focused on that image of snow falling yeah. in the headlights. But the, my body is so tensed up that by the time I get to wherever I'm going, I'm exhausted from driving yeah, in it. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Because it is, like, it's so taxing because you're so nervous. And, like, I'm more nervous of, like, like you said, like the people in front of us, the people around you. Like, one of the last times I think, like, I remember really seriously driving in snow was, like, when you lived in New Jersey. And I came home from a weekend and I was driving on, like, the interstate, like, 80 and, like, all of a sudden, like, I hit a squall that continued, like, all the way to, like, Scranton. And it was just, like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. Because you have the tractor trailers now that are just, like, they're still going, like, they're still barreling like assholes. They're completely insane. Yeah, they are completely in Like, you have to be batshit crazy to be, like... Because, like, they're under such freaking crazy deadlines and stuff. But it's, like, they don't care about anybody because if... I was driving a tractor trailer. I would so drive like that too because nothing's going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> You're the only person that really has to worry is the people around the tractor trailer. Yeah. 
Until it jackknifes and then kills everybody, but that's still. <laughs> yeah, but that person's still in the cab. He's like high up. He's totally protected by everything but metal. Usually the tractor tra- trailer driver just like hops down away, out of yeah. it and is like, oh, what happened underneath me? <laughs> you know, it's, it's messed up. And the other thing we were talking about before was snowballs as being a hazard. Yeah, like you went on about like snow. Like you had a huge, ex- like a lot of experience, like with your car getting hit by snowballs. And it's it's strange to me that they didn't have that as a thing in Pennsylvania. Like people didn't like throw snowballs at your car when you were driving. You never experienced that. I can't say that I did. Which is so bizarre to me because I feel like in Long Island. That was a huge thing. And maybe it's just because the population was dense. We really should have looked up that word <laughs> to find out have. what it means. Because yeah. I feel like we've been through this once before. Yeah, because dense, and we should means, have known. dense means it's like... a dense population. Like when you say like a cake, like I usually use cake to describe like... Or I usually use the word dense to describe like a cupcake. Like, ooh, it's a dense cake. Meaning like it's moist and it's filled. Like it's, it's hefty. So yeah, like... You totally lost me. All right. <laughs> so to put it in your terms... The cupcake population of Long Island dirtbags. <laughs> For those of you who are following along in Nikki speak. Um, Do we have any cupcakes, by the way? <laughs> we can get one delivered. Because <laughs> I could really go for a cupcake now that, I've, now that I mentioned it. Well, this is what happens. Which has nothing to do with snow. But. <laughs> Take three. But if. I don't know. I think maybe it's because there was just so many kids out and about because everybody's parents would just be like, throw on your snowsuits, go play outside. And then like you would get a bunch of just like stray kids, feral kids, feral kids just roaming the streets because they had no place to go because not one parent would take them in. Every parent would just be like, you need to go. And they would like dress you up so that you would leave. You would be sweating inside of your snorkeled hooded jacket snorkeled hooded jacket yeah isn't it called a snorkel jacket when it has like that weird like kenny shaped thing that comes out i don't like kenny know from but South i Park? always wanted one of those you never had one of those no. and you lived in pennsylvania i feel like you should have had it more than i should have had it no I've, no never we've always had those things and it was just like it was called a snorkel jacket you would <laughs> zip it up and the only thing that would show is your face and it would be like in a little wind tunnel that was pre-made out of like you know, like a rain. Do they still make things. them? Oh, I'm I sure they must. One. But the wind would blow in that little tunnel and it would freeze your face to the point would almost crystallize. But the rest of your body would be soaking wet and sweat. But the kids had nothing to do. They couldn't go anywhere. So they would just stockpile a bunch of snowballs. And I know that snowballs in Long Island are a lot different than Pennsylvania. Because the snow in Pennsylvania is light and fluffy. Not all the time. Like, I don't know where you get this opinion from. Because where I lived, it was super, super cold and it was very, very dry. So when it would snow, it would just be like that fluffy, dusty kind of snow. And we'd get a lot of it. Like a powdered sugar, one would say. Almost like a powdered sugar. So you would make a snowball out of it. And if you would throw it at a car, it would just hit it and it would just go and it would just be like a dust ball hitting a car. In Long Island, I guess maybe because it's surrounded by water, which is warmer, and it was moist, the snow would be more like a Slurpee. So when people would make snowballs out of it, Slurpee. yes, it would <laughs> almost be like throwing a rock 
at a car. So you would be hypnotized by the snow and the headlights, and it would be like calm in your mind, but your body would be completely tense, and you would drive with the radio. You drive with the radio off. Oh my god, that's the only time I would ever turn the radio off is when I would like have the music, which is so weird to me because I listen to music constantly. Like I would never turn TV on. Like I would listen to music over TV any day of the week, no matter what. But when I'm writing. I constantly have to have music to just like drown out sounds and stuff. And then like I can focus more on the words. But when I'm driving, like I have to have the music blasting. But like that is the only time that I would ever shut the music off is when it was like really snowing and you're gripping the steering wheel. Like it just makes you concentrate better. I think it does. and Because I think that there's less distraction. Because I'm always trying to figure out, like, what's the next lyric to that song? Because I got to sing along with it if I'm in the car (laughs) because that's just a rule of the road. And it would be quiet and you'd be, like, in your snow trance. And you have to listen to your, like, you have to listen to the sound of your car. True. Because you got to know if your wheels are slipping. Yeah. Like, you have to hear that, like, So you're listening for weird noise. Yeah. And then you would hear this ball of ice hitting your car. Was it like a funk? It was loud, man. It always sounded way louder than it probably was. And as soon as it would happen, you would like lose control. And any bit of snow or ice, your car is like all over like the place. Did you think like you hit someone? No, because your immediate reaction was to almost panic and swerve off the road. And then your next action reaction would be to find a place to pull over to find the kids and kill them. I was going to say beat them to death. But there was no, there was never any place to pull over. So the kids knew they got you. Yeah. They were always going to win because they would run faster than you would find a spot. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That was never, like, I don't ever think that that was ever a thing. But, like, I didn't, like, have, like, where I grew up, there weren't really neighborhoods. And, like, even when I went to, like, my friends where there were, na- where there were neighborhoods, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know. It was, like, everything was so f- spread out. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, and I think that's the problem. I think there was just too many people in Long Island, and when people get together in groups, they're stupid. <laughs> like, they do stupid shit. I remember on the highways, kids would, like, stand over the overpasses mm-hmm. and throw rocks off the overpasses on the highways. Oh, they did that. Like, a kid that I went to high school with, like, got, like, arrested for that. He got caught? He got caught, Yeah. He must have been the dumbest kid in the world. What was he, just with a bucket throwing and him over one of the time? And, like, you know what the funny thing is, though? Is, like, he got caught, like, we were years out of high school, like, after that point. So, like, this kid was, like, in his mid-20s when this happened. Because it was, like, near where, like, it, I remember it being, like, when, like, the exit, like, this, like, exit opened that got you to, like, the arena. And, like, the arena opened in like 99 so like we were out of school for like four years by then so like like this kid was old like you were way old enough to know better so he was just like like 22 like doing that like a delinquent adult yeah he was a delinquent kid too though i guess you never really grow out of your roots i guess not (laughs) once a dirtbag always a dirtbag yep True that, man. <laughs> True that. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't have, like, a lot of good, like, winter memories or summer memories. I just know that I prefer winter over summer because I hate being hot. Oh, my God. I hate being hot. Like, this past win- this past summer killed me. Like, this was the worst summer I ever remember. And this is the deepest snow that I remember in a while. Yeah. Like, this has been, well, we had those 
storms like those Halloween storms that were pretty bad. Okay, most the... of that was rain, though. No, it's not. As deep as this? I don't know. I didn't go out today. Like, we got, where by the time this is all said and done, we're going to have two feet of snow from this one storm. I don't think we had a two-foot dumping of snow on us. <laughs> a two-foot dump. Like, in a while. <laughs> yeah. And it's just strange to think that it was so hot this summer. Because this cool. summer was the hottest summer ever mm-hmm. on record. Before, and then the, su- the summer that was hotter than that, or the summer, the summer that was closest to that was 2014. I learned that on Bill Maher last night. Yep. So the last two, so it was record-breaking <laughs> two years ago. It was record-breaking last year. And then they're saying this upcoming year will be even in the hotter summer. But to go from that hot to this drastic of a change in like the past, what was it? It's been like three weeks Three weeks ago, it was 60 it degrees, was 60 degrees yeah. and now we're getting two feet Christmas of snow. Eve, Christmas Eve, we went shopping for like provisions for Christmas, and we wore t-shirts in December in New York City, and now it's like snow. Snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse. And this one's like Jonas. This is like Winter Storm Jonas, I think they called it. Yeah, but I know people are calling it Winter's Jonas Brothers, so you got to count it like times two or three however many jonas brothers there are <laughs> there's three there's three mm-hmm. is it like the baldwins where there's like one real jonas one lesser one. yeah and then there's like two lesser I think Jonases. So. i think so like i think nick the younger one i think he's like the more talented one so there's like so there's like one main one which would be like alex and then alec. there's like alec and then it'd be like one sub one which is billy and then it'd be like one Slightly sloped, far-headed one with a crooked eye. Daniel? I guess. And then there's the blonde one who doesn't matter. And that's Steven, of course. Is he in anything? Irrelevant is the <laughs> snow topic. <laughs> you almost you took the bait, didn't you? You can't you open up a Baldwin discussion <laughs> and then take it away from me. It would have been better if they would have called it you know, the Baldwin what? blizzard. And then you could be like, oh, there's three of those, and it's kind there's of... There's four Baldwins, though. Yeah, but we already established that the fourth one didn't Doesn't count. really count, yeah. So three. Three that anybody gives a shit about. <laughs> True? Um, I think like one and a half, to be honest with you, because Billy doesn't really do much anymore. But there was a time. There was a time. See that? Or Billy was like, hmm, kind of getting on. He was gaining on Alec, and then... Was he really? Was all of those sci-fi original movies equally (laughs) (laughs) Alec Baldwin's career? That wasn't. That wasn't. We're not. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. So you say (laughs) that you have no like good memories. Like, give me your best winter memory. Oh my god! Like, what is like when you think of like winter? Just like happy, happy winter. What do you picture? It's not a lot. I know my parents used to take us sledding mm-hmm. on the side of like the Southern State Parkway and the Long Island Expressway. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you just say? Well, you know both of these roads. They're huge, huge roads. And, <laughs> and people would pull their cars, like, you know, like the overpasses. Yeah, and they have like a slope that goes up to them. Yeah. Yeah, people would pull their cars over and they would like to the side of the road and they would line them up and make like basically a wall. So that it would separate the hill from the highway. And you would climb up the side of the hill of the overpass. And you would basically slide down the side of the overpass. 
alongside these cars. And the cars would be there as like a buffer to break. Wait, so this would be a thing where like your dad or your mom would come up and be like, okay, guys, we're going to go to the overpass. We're going sledding. We're going sledding. Let's go. That's where you would go sledding? That's where we would go sledding. And not only us, it would be packed. People would line up cars for a quarter of a mile. I feel like that's something that doesn't happen anymore. I don't think it is. I feel like there's probably laws put in place because of that very thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dangerous. It was, looking back on it now, it's amazing that there wasn't a dead kid every time it snowed Every out. year. Yeah. No doubt. Like, there oh was always God. a kid falling in the lake. I feel like there was always, a, every winter, there was like a dead kid. Every winter there was a dead kid. They would be like, going, a kid fell in the ice. And nobody would know the kid, which was the weird thing. It would be like going, you are going to put out there, like every school would be like, all right, a memorandum of so-and-so because he fell in the lake and he drowned underneath the ice. We couldn't get his body out. And Would they find it in the spring? That's the other thing. They never followed up on it. And said whether or not they found the body so, later on down so the road. So these bodies of waters are just littered with the remains of dead kids? I don't know, man. I feel like it was just a conspiracy to keep kids off lakes. Because every time they would say so-and-so dr- fell into a hole in the ice, nobody would ever know who the hell this person was. Like every <laughs> year it would happen and they would be like, oh, so-and-so died. If you need counseling. And then you would so- walk past the guidance counselor's office. You'd be like, it's empty. Like either this kid had no friends and it really wasn't that big of a loss. Well, somebody was full of shit, and this didn't happen. So you think that like each school like used like the same kid's name, and then just like I don't know. You think it was a decoy kid? That's very interesting. I don't know. It's so weird. And I because when I moved to Pennsylvania, I know that people used to drive on like we used to have a lake in our community, and they used to take snowmobiles out on the lake mm-hmm. all the time. Oh yeah, we used to do that too. And. It, I used to always remember growing up, I used to be like, holy shit, man, like somebody falls in the frozen lake every single year. And every year at this lake, somebody's snowmobile would crash into part of the thin ice. Mm-hmm. And it, they'd be like, oh, I had to like get like a tow truck on the ice to pull the snowmobile <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. And it was out of the lake. And it's like, wait a minute. You drove a snowmobile into a a hole in the ice and we're able to just climb off it and pull it out with a tow truck. But some mystery kid (laughs) (laughs) who probably weighs 60 pounds soaking wet. Well, then again, with all those snorkel jackets and shit, those are pretty heavy. (laughs) And you would think that shit would protect them and make them like more buoyant. Like this kid isn't sinking. He could have fucking fell off the Titanic and he probably would have lived. (laughs) Because there's no way he's going under with like all of that cushioning. So it was just messed up. So there was there was that memory. So there was always that that fear type situation going on. And you don't like water to begin with, so And I do not like water to begin with. So that's out of the question. But um I would have to say that like going out in the wintertime was just a nightmare because of all the clothes and the restriction and not being able to like do any you know, move around and stuff like that. And I can't put my arms down. I can't put my arms down. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're forced out there and you're like, Randy. Well, what am I supposed to do now? I'm out here. So do you, my only really good memory of growing up, like as far as winter goes, would be going out with my dog because 
Dino was half Newfoundland and half Lab. Oh, so he was just a snow dog. Well, yeah, because the Newfoundland, he loved the snow, and the Lab made him kind of retarded. So (laughs) he would just bounce around like a lunatic and just not feel the cold and just think, like, you know, the world was his playground. And he was a runner, so he would disappear for, like, three days at a clip. Oh, my God. And it was only during the snowstorms that we'd be able to track like his paw his prints. Little paw prints. So you'd bark. be like, "Oh, we're hot on the trail of this dirtbag dog, <laughs> and we're three towns away, and we just see like a bunch of turned over garbage cans, so we're <laughs> no one getting close to this smelly little bastard." <laughs> so that would definitely be the highlight of you know my winter experience was him. There you go. And yours. Well, we too, like, you know, we had snowmobiles and stuff, so, like, riding through the tr- woods, because, like, like, you know, as as you all know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so, like, we had trails and stuff, so I used to love doing that, and then I loved, like, my dad would take us tobogganing, which would, like, be so much fun, but, like, I used to, like, I'd be over it by, like, the second time, like, walking up that hill, and then I'm like, I'm done, I'm gonna stay down here now, because, like, I just was, like, I was always, like, a lazy kid, like, I really was, and I loved, like... I have such good memories of, like, my childhood. Like, I was so active. Like, I was constantly outside. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was, like, be, like, in the summer swimming or something like that. But, like, I was always outside. Not because, like, oh, my God, I was told, like, get out of the house. You're annoying or anything. Even but, though like, you probably were. Probably. <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, my mom, I think, like, if homeschooling was, like, a thing, I think she probably would have homeschooled us. Because she loved having us home with her. So, like, you know, it was never, like, oh, my God, get out of the house. You know? But, like, I have like I was always outside but my favorite memories of the snow were with my dog my yellow lab Zach who was such a dick like he was well, such, he was a lab he so was course, such a whatever. dick and like the yellow ones just seem more dicky than like the regular ones I don't know why like if it's because like I think it's because like they're bred differently to like get that color or something but like they are just moron like they are just just assholes these dogs but and he was a male like Dino and males are way worse than females. Oh my god. Like I would be sledding and like you know like so I would just be on like those big like circle discs, you know, like those circle disc sleds like the real thin ones. Uh-huh. And I'd be like sliding down the hill and then all of a sudden like I'd face plant because he would rip the sled out from under me and he'd be like that's mine now and he would just like take off and like run in like half a mile away up the field in like the back of our house and I'd be like that's my sled and my mom's like well he wants it and I'm like but like I was seriously like just sliding down the hill on this fucking thing so like he kind of like claimed that and like every time we'd get like a crazy snowstorm he would just like jump around and like eat the snow as it's falling from the sky and stuff but my favorite moment was when I watched him on that orange disc sled that he claimed and started like eating away at, he ri- he brought it up the stairs of our patio, and turned around and somehow got caught on it, and he and like the sled like fell down on the stairs. He fell on top of it and then slid like a slide down and like rode it like like a slate like how I wanted to ride it before he stole it <laughs> and he like turned like somehow he turned and like just slid across the frozen pool and like spun around. And I was, my mom and I were watching it. And I was like, oh my God, he could have been killed. Like he could have broken every bone in his body. And he just gets off the sled and he just like looks up at us. Cause he knew we were watching him from the window. <laughs> he just looks up at us and he's like, what the fuck just happened? 
he could have been killed, especially considering he went over to Frozen Pool and there's at least one yeah. dead kid every and goddamn winter because always, of falling into the water. There's probably a dead kid in there right now. <laughs> the pool hasn't been opened since the dog died. There's probably like 10 dead kids in there now. Oh, that's awful. It would smell. Not if the frogs. My parents have like a frog situation in their pool, so maybe the frogs are eating the dead kids in the pool. <laughs> Whatever. Is that where all the dead kids are going in your maybe, pool? Maybe. Whatever. It's like a black hole of dead kids. I guess so. But I just loved playing with him, like because he. But he would get like aggressive, and he would like jump on you, so and then like he'd knock you down into like the snowdrifts and stuff. So he was like fun to like you know horse around with, you know. Yeah, we tried. My sister and I tried hooking up our dog to a sled like with a leash <laughs> and making him like a snow dog but dino was dumb like not i think he was calculating i don't want to say dumb like i feel like labs are calculating in They're, their evil like you know their their evil they always have a plan <laughs> they always have a plan and they come off as nice it, it's you know what it is it's like mr pickle syndrome if you've never seen mr pickles on like Adult uh, Swim. Adult Swim. It's about a dog who is, I guess, a servant of the devil or the devil himself. And he comes off as a really awesome dog. But deep down inside, he's kind of like an evil bastard. He really is. But to his family, like... He he's pre- awesome to his yeah, family. Him, his little cripple Timmy. Like, he'll always protect Timmy. Yes. Or Tommy. Yes. Whatever his name is. Tommy. Okay. Tommy. Oh, Tommy. But, but... <laughs> Labs have that same thing where they have that like underlying evil. So like we'd get on the sled, we'd have this dog tied up to it. All it had to do was run in a straight line, which is all it ever did. It just made a beeline for the fence to jump it and run away. <laughs> and now we finally have this thing locked down. We're like, there's no way he can jump the fence unless he's taking both of us on the sled <laughs> with us. And instead of running in a straight line, he would make a U-turn and jump on top of us and, like, yank the sled out from under <laughs> us and then go take off of the fence and then try to jump over it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you son of a bitch, you know what you're doing the whole entire time. So even, like, trying to play with him wasn't fun. Just watching him was fun. But being involved in, like, his actions was also a nightmare. Yeah, like, the more that I think about it, like... Zach was always like biting and stuff, but like we put up with it because he was so cute and he was he fit in with us. Like his personality fit in with our family so well. So he was like he was the most behaved of all of us, really, <laughs> to be honest with you. But Just yeah, a typical hillbilly dog is like what you yeah, like going even on. in the summer, like we'd go swimming and stuff, and he would be such an asshole about every like he was an asshole about absolutely everything. That dog, if they weren't cute. They would not have survived this long. They would have been extinct a long time ago, man. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, yeah, like, because I really honestly don't remember. Did you do any winter sports type stuff? I was a skier for like a little while. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think that's a NEPA thing. Yeah, like, I mean, we had like, there was like a bunch of like ski resorts around and stuff just because... Because there's always, mountains, there's mountains all over. So, well, between New York and Pennsylvania, there's always like a 15 degree difference, mm-hmm. just on average. So, like when we would get rain, you guys would get snow, 
And I mean, I know like a lot of people that would travel from New York to Pennsylvania just for skiing. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I think, and I loved like, especially like where we would go. Cause like there's a, there was a place that was maybe like 20, 20 minutes to a half an hour away from like where my parents lived. And you could get up, like you get up on the top of this mountain and then like you could see like the biggest city that was in our area, like Scranton. And like, it would look down on Scranton. So like you'd be at the top of this mountain and you'd have like the black sky above you. But then like you'd look down and you'd just see this like, like glittering little metropolis and that was like really really cool and like it took a little while for me to get comfortable skiing because i was very scared and i remember it took me forever to go down the kitty slope like the bunny slope i think they call it yep. and finally the my bunny f- hill. yeah and my friends who were like expert skiers like their honeymoon every vacation they ever took like they never went anywhere in the summer they only ever went to like colorado and washington and places like that to like go skiing and stuff mm-hmm. and they took me and they were like, you guys, like they were this married couple and they were just like, you have to like come with us. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, fine. So they like take me and like I went through the training and stuff and I like go up the bunny slope, like holding onto the rope, like that like brings the little kids up. So it was me, this high schooler. And then like these like little, little kids. And I was scared to death. And like one of the kids in my class, cause I like signed up and I took like a two week course or something like that. And like by the end of the course, I was still scared to go down the bunny slope. And there were already kids who were like, I don't need poles. And like, they would just go down like no poles. And I'm like, kids are ridiculous. Kids are dicks. And they're lower to the ground. So if they fall, they're not going to get as hurt as adults. True. So I would be like so scared to go down this like bunny slope. And finally, like Tom, my friend's husband just goes, and he just pushes me. And I'm like, ah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to use my poles because, like, it's going to end really quick and I'm going to take out a bunch of little kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I eventually made it up to, like, the second intermediate. Hmm. I'm surprised that you took lessons. I never took a ski lesson. Oh, really? Yeah. The first time I ever went skiing, um, I I didn't even know how to, like, do anything at all. Like, even I didn't know you can rent skis or anything like that. So I went up there thinking I was going to have to buy skis and was like, so pleasantly surprised that I wasn't going to have to buy them, that I could rent them. Like, I knew nothing about the sport at all. So when I rented the skis, um, I was talking to the people, like, while I was getting them, they were fitting me for them and whatnot. And they were like, you don't really, they're like, if you want, you can have a lesson. But at, the, at that day, it was kind of icy out. Yeah. And they will, and because we don't, what weather conditions? For a person that never skis before, you don't know what to look for as far as like snowmaking and if it's too right, cold yeah. out or too hot out or whatever. So we went and it was just an icy day. So it was just like, all right, sort of people were like, you could take a lesson, but you don't really need one. Like, we'll just show you a quick couple of things. You kind of figure it out on your own. And you can go down the bunny hill. So I went out and I did good on the bunny hill. <laughs> I remember I, I and I was like, oh, oh my god, this isn't that hard at all. And I was like, look at me, I could do like the snow plow, I can like do the side stop. So I did it like twice. And then after the second time taking that rope thing up that you just mentioned, yeah. I got to the top and I was like, this rope thing sucks. It's the worst part of the whole it, that is more dangerous than skiing down the bunny hill is going <laughs> up on that rope thing because of the way it just jerks you yeah. and pulls you. And then if you knock down, they don't stop it. So the person behind you runs you over. So you just like, you got to like kind of roll over with your skis on and you look like all <laughs> mental trying to do it. And then you got to like roll back and try to grab onto one of the poles. And it's just a nightmare. So after the second time, I'm like, I'm going to go down a real hill for the only reason that I could take the chairlift. 
Plus, I don't want to take the. Oh ride. my god, the chairlift scare like scares the death out of me. Well, I never done it, so I was like, "What do I have it's to lose? So it can't high. be that bad, right?" It's so high. <laughs> See, that didn't bother me. That the highness didn't bother me. What bothered me was that the first time I ever ever went like on a real ski mountain, it was at Hunter Mountain, and it was the Black Diamond course with the moguls. And I had no idea because oh I just went and got on. A, I was like, I'm just going to get on the chairlift and go. And because what can the difference possibly be between each thing? Um, Height, <laughs> length, moguls. <laughs> Three quarters of the way up, my ski fell off. Shut the Plus fuck I didn't up. have it locked on. <laughs> so I watched it fall. And, I, and it, just, it was just kind of just fluttering around as it, whoo, it might drop down. <laughs> And I'm looking behind me, and I see it in the snow, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because it was a white ski laying in white snow. And I'm like, I'm never going to find that find thing. That, yeah. And I'm like, and when the hell does this ride stop? Because we just keep going higher and higher. Yeah. I'm like, this thing is never going to end. <laughs> so we get to the top, and I like somehow hop off of it, and on one leg just shoo, and just land at the bottom of that landing pad to safety. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm like. I am goddamn great at skiing somehow. Why wouldn't you just like ride it all the way back? Like, why wouldn't you just ride it back down? I didn't know that was an option because everybody was getting off because it was like four people in that thing. I don't know them. I'm looking like an idiot if I just say. Did they say? Wait, so you were riding again. on the thing with people? Like you were sitting on the bench with people? Three strangers. They, what did they say when your ski fell off? They couldn't say anything. They were laughing too hard. <laughs> And they were like, dude, that's crazy. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anyway. I'm like, so what's this one more <laughs> element added? It doesn't make a difference, oh my right? God. So get to the top of the ski hill, get down, like off that little landing pad thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm better than what I thought I was. Maybe I can make it down the hill on one ski <laughs> to the area where my ski is. So I try it and I lift like one leg up. And I just, you know, like bend it back <laughs> like I'm running and just leave the other one straight. And I go off the edge. And all of a sudden I look and I'm like, there's a bunch of little mountains here. <laughs> and it was just I'd hit one and I would just wipe out. And then my other ski would fall off. And I'd have to climb back up the mountain to get it, put it on, ski a little bit, oh wipe out, God. crawl back up to get it till I got my second ski which was even worse because then every time I wiped out. So you found the second ski? I found it. It took me 45 minutes to get a quarter of the way down the mountain to my second ski. Oh, my God. And then it took me another hour to get down with two skis because every time I would crash, one ski would go one direction and one ski would go the other direction. And I guess it's because my the binders weren't like properly adjusted because they were rental skis. Yeah. So by the time I got down, I was like, Man, I've been here for two hours already. I'm frozen. It's time to go. <laughs> and then I went to the ski place and I went to turn in my skis. And they were like, oh, how'd you like it? And I'm like, something was wrong. My skis fell off. And they were like, oh, sorry about that. We didn't have them on right. And they're like, "Did you like what hill did you go down? And then I just pointed out the window. I was like, that lift right there. And they were like, no way. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I got to get a pin. And that's when I started collecting, like, the pins and stuff. Yeah. And people would see them and be like, oh, Black Diamond. And I'd be like, not on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, I just got it because I made it down alive, not because I actually <laughs> skied the Black Diamond course. <laughs> this is a survival pin. Pretty much. I never went down because like our mountain was weird because like it was in like almost like two tiers. So like you had like your intermediate on one side and then you had an intermediate on the other. And then there was like another what was in the middle like, I don't think, like, that was, like, they, I think they started to turn that, like, by the time I got into skiing, I think, like, snowboarding had happened and stuff like that, so, like, the middle slope was, like, a snowboarding thing, but then, like, at the, the, the left side intermediate, at the bottom of that, there was, like, a snow fence that was put up, and then you would just, and that was the expert, because it was, like, rockier terrain, and it had, like, right. more trees and stuff like that, so, like, it went down that way, so, like, it went down into this, like, gully, and I never, ever went down it, but well, actually, like, that's not true because I was like, I got a little bit down it because I was never, I never mastered the art of stopping. You didn't learn to snowplow when you were on the bunny hill? I feel like that's one thing they teach They everybody. did, but I never mastered it because I was always just like too embarrassed that I was doing worse than the little <laughs> kids around me. So I would just be like, yeah, I got it. I got it. So like when it came time to stop, I would just fall. Like, that's just what I would do. But that's safer. I feel like. As long as you don't lose your skis, I feel like that's safer. Yeah, so it's just, but like I would constantly, and like I remember like my friend, I went with like one of my good friends every weekend. We would go with like the same group, of, like this big group of people, but like she and I would always like, she was a really good skier and I was like less, but she would always like stay with me or she'd ski down a little bit and be like, I'm going to wait over there and like you come down at your own time and stuff. I'm like, okay. And then like the f- one hill was like a straightaway. So it was like you get to the top and you just ski right down. But my favorite intermediate was the one that like kind of like meandered, like it took its time, like and it went around like almost like the side of the mountain so it was like a curved path and it just like it wasn't like because the the straight down path like scared the shit out of me because it was so high and like (laughs) and plus like i don't know how to stop so like this one was more of like and there was a point though like when you get towards the bottom you have to turn and go to the left because that's the way that you go to the lodge Otherwise, you go through this hole in the snow fence that goes down to the expert. So you could technically ride up to the intermediate, go down this path, and then continue down the expert. So you get this, like, really awesome long run. And a lot of my friends did that. And they were like, it's the greatest because, like, you have this, like, nice, like, you get used to it. And then, like, all of a sudden it kicks your ass. Well, I forgot that my friend was going to – she's like, I'm going to go down the expert. So, like, you go back, do another run, or we'll meet in the lodge or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I forgot because we were like kind of like skiing tandem together because like I started to get like kind of loose with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah. And like Ruthie's going down and like she's going to go that way. And then I'm like, shit, I can't go down the expert because of like the moguls and plus it's the expert. And I'm like, I only ever went down like I would just ski this trail over and over. Like I'd go down like eight times in a night and just be like, I'm perfectly happy. You know, right. like I'm, that's, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I'm going fast. And I was like, shit. And like I fell And then slid because it had been like one of those like wet snows that we had. So like everything froze because it got like really, really cold. Which is the worst because when you fall in it, it's like hitting cement. Yeah, and it hurt so bad and I slid. But like instead of like, you know, falling and like you slide a little bit and you get just like stuck in like a snowbank, like, you know, like you create almost like a snowbank. I couldn't because it was so frozen. So I crashed into the snow fence that separated the intermediate from the expert slope. Did you get all wrapped up in it? Like Planet of the Apes? I I I was like, (laughs) like I was like a fish. (laughs) It was very embarrassing. And like a bunch of people had to come and help me. And it was just like. (laughs) It was your Charleston Heston moment. Be like, get your hands off me, you dirty apes. And they're like, stop joking around. If we don't get you out of here, you're going to freeze to death. (laughs) (laughs) No. And after that, I was just like, I'm going to get hot chocolate. And fuck like 
Oh my god! And I think that was honestly like the end of my skiing career because we did it for like an entire winter. Like for like three months, we went every single weekend, like Fridays and Saturdays, and sometimes on Sundays. Like we just like I don't know why because it was like really cheap for like students and stuff because we were in high school. So like. But man, and that was like the end, and I was like, I think I'm done because like, <laughs> that's like I don't I don't want to show my face there again. <laughs> You're always thinking, you know what happened last time? You don't want to be that mystery kid who somehow died on the ski slope for exactly. the winter time. <laughs> like maybe there was a lake somewhere. Like who knows? <laughs> the kid nobody knows who like lost control and wound up on the expert path and then off the side of a mountain. <laughs> and the thing is, my parents like every winter they would put up like a snow fence to like stop. Or to like, I, I don't know if you use them to stop drifting or to encourage drifting I don't know. or something like, but they would put it up in like one side of like their, like by their garage. So like, I guess I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I think it stops it. snow drifting coming into your property most likely. Okay. So like they put it like in a certain area to like block off so that like drifts wouldn't happen on part of their driveway. And like, it was only like maybe 10 feet of snow fence and every single day when I would every single time I would see this fence and like she always tells me like oh we put the snow fence up like that's her thing like that's her official winter sign uh-huh. you know and she'd be like oh we put the snow fence up and I'm just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like and every single time I've ever seen it and it's this it was orange just like the one at montage and it would just be like Ugh. little PTSD moment yeah, I, would, I would seriously have this like PTSD moment and be like feeling like caught in it <laughs> I'd feel almost like drawn to like fall into it. <laughs> Prisoner of powder. <laughs> it's just too much, isn't it? <laughs> it, is, it is. I can't handle it. Oh my gosh. Well, while we're on a snow high note, do you want to go into uh, Did You Know? I would love nothing more than to go into this week's Did You Know, Tom. <laughs> because you want it to end, don't you? No, I'm having fun. <laughs> Well, before we ruin it, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> before I find myself caught in a snow fence, let's move along, Docky. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I was waiting for the music. Like, literally, like, do I have to get up and put it on? Like, <laughs> no, I got it. Did you know? Oh, there we go. Did you know that according to the Farmer's Almanac, a single snowstorm can drop up to 39 million tons of snow, carrying the energy equivalent to 120 atomic bombs? By the way, everybody reacts. I should think that that's the case. Like, maybe that's maybe people know that, and that's why they flip out so much. I sometimes wish it would be. <laughs> I know, right? Which is something to think about when people treat the typical snowstorm as if it is the end of the world. Why is it so many people rush to the stores to stock up on bread, eggs, and milk at the hint of an impending snow shower? What the hell are we making out of those ingredients anyway? I can think of a hundred things I'd rather eat rather than French toast. I'm sorry, if I may interject. Yes? You get French toast like every weekend. Yeah, but if I'm going to be stuck in the house for like three days and the only ingredients I'm going to have can make either a French toast or a fluffy fluffy egg sandwich on a piece of toast, I'm probably going to go for, like, something different. I can think of a hundred things I'd rather have outside of French toast around the clock. Okay, then. All right. 
Can't we just stay calm and understand that if you live in the Northeast, you are going to have to deal with these types of storms at some point? If you act like every time you see snow is the first time, maybe this isn't the area for you to live in. Because if you are making the rest of us crazy with, because you are making the rest of us crazy with your apocalyptic behavior. Say the word. What kind of behavior? You know it. Apocalyptic. You see, the problem is it's spelled wrong on my sheet right now because I don't know how to spell apocalyptic to the point where even spell check was like <laughs> sorry dude you're on your own for this one <laughs> I'm sorry I should have corrected that for you but I was like hell am I what I'm sounding out a misspelled word is basically where it comes down to <laughs> use, and your this is the result. <laughs> use your context clues they aren't working they are not working today <laughs> apocalyptic say it apocalyptic okay alright now I never have to say it again <laughs> There is, no desi- <laughs> there is no denying that global warming has been drastically affecting weather patterns for the past few years. Unless, of course, you're a, Rep- a Republican. I was just going to say, but Republicans are still going to fight it. You know they are. And even though we are working on that, even if we get it under control, it would still snow in the Northeast. So accept it. Embrace the calming blanket of white, stock up on some appropriate snacks, and just chill literally just chill and that is this week's did you know did you know and with the end of a did you know comes the end of another show so if you'd like to learn more about us and our what is it many things we hate I feel like we hated a lot more in the last show compared to this one. Because at least we got a couple of, like, good memories out of this show. Usually it's just, like... Yeah, anger fuels a lot of our shows. But this was just, like, we had to talk about it because look at it. Yeah, it it is the first snow of the season. And it's the first time it's no doubt that we were actually podcasting. So if you'd like to learn more about our (laughs) podcast... Wait until the next storm. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully something good happens in the next week so we can keep you entertained. (laughs) Check out our website at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media at highregardshow. And that's it for tonight. It is. And now we're going to go play in the snow. Not. No, we're not. But we'll probably eat ice cream. We might. And we're going to pop. That we're definitely going to do. <laughs> Peace out, Cub Scouts. Good night, everybody. Sick and tired of 5 running up on the block, you know what I'm saying? Yo, still, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, bust it. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I'll go play him. I'll keep on going down. Take the mind that says that I'm a stormy, stop somewhere down the lane. I'll keep on going down. Informer, you know, say that I'm a stormy, I'll go play him. I'll keep on going down. Take the man that says that I'm a stormy, stop somewhere down the lane. I'll keep on going down.